Barca Cocovini for podcast episode number one, season two. Let's cop it up. Here we go. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Roberto Guido. And my name is Marissa Lewis. And together we are the Dos Cocos Locos. And welcome to our podcast. So our goal with this podcast is to drop as much coconut fire, which is our way of saying life slash business knowledge bombs, for creatives that don't necessarily know much about life or business. Through conversations with one another, as well as with other fellow creatives and dope people. Our story has a lot of twists and turns, but basically we started by selling coconuts at the beach, and now we have our own photography and videography business. And it's through the these conversations that we were able to really learn how to navigate this thing called life. Enjoy. Hey, hey this is going, Marissa Coco? and Robert. <laughs> hey guys, how you doing? Good. How's it going? Really good. Really good. Um, I'm just checking out here from Sprouts. Just had to get a couple of things from my girlfriend. Got a little, little sort of thing going on. Oh. Oh man. But um. Hold on one second, I'm just going to cash out. Yeah, 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 no yeah problem, take, your take your time, time, take your time. We're just chilling. So we are the Dos Cocos Locos, the two crazy coconuts. And we came, someone actually sent your page to us and was like, hey, you need to check out this guy. He seems really cool and you need to know him. Yeah. So we're like, that's dope. His name is Coco Vinny. I already love him. <laughs> so yeah. that's pretty cool. So our first question on our podcast we, it's pretty. It's a pretty flowing podcast. We mm-hmm. just have like one question at the beginning and then one at the end, and then conversation in the middle. So, okay, the first question is: in one sentence, what is it that you do? So it can be okay. as long or as short as you want. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, what it is that I do? I'm Coco Vinny. I'm an eco inventor. I'm a responsible entrepreneur, and what I do is I build zero waste systems that solve problems that we have in the world. So whether it's an invention or a new way of looking at something or just, you know, I, I, like, to, I like to solve problems. So I'm a problem solver, all based on people and planet. And so my, my Cocoa Chaps invention came from a big problem twofold. And um, so what I do is that basically take something that is broken or that I don't like the way it is mm-hmm. and try to make it better. I love that. That's and that uh, it came from all the plastic bottles and nasty, funky things in coconut waters in the market. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I did a half Ironman in Kona and I, I do, I've done marathons and different things and all these events just create all this waste and it's really sure. crappy product. It's pasteurized, it's old and stale. And yep. So, um, that's where it started when I tasted the fresh coconut um, from the source. I was like, I got to figure this out because there's such a, dis- you know, a discrepancy, a disparity between fresh and packaged. Yes. Oh, yeah. 100%, for sure. Yeah. You don't even see that kind of, you know, discrepancy between like an orange juice that's been pasteurized versus one that's fresh squeezed. You don't feel that kind of difference that you do with the coconut water. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's my true. God, it's night So... Yeah, and then so yeah, we created the Coco Taps Toolkit in the beginning, and then um, we just came out with our fully ocean biodegradable cap and cap system. So cool. literally, it's made out of the shredded coconut um, wow. corn material and 
and Formosa, but it's fully certified as ocean safe, ocean biodegradable. It's harder than plastic. Um, it's harder than plastic. Breaks, yes, breakthrough for us because we're going to start doing cruise ships and we want to get into theme parks and resorts. Wow. Oh my God. All, all the resorts in Vegas. So we sold almost 100,000 coconuts last year. Wow. Um, Goals. In Vegas. Goals, man. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, it's exciting. It's fun. <laughs> that is cool. So how long have you been doing this? So I, um, I came up with the idea and ended the beginning of 2014. It took me a couple of years of check writing and R&D and manufacturing and patents and everything. And then I brought it to market. We started selling coconut tapped and branded in 2016 in Las Vegas. Wow. wow. So that's about 16, 13. We're on our fourth, fourth just year. finished our fourth year of revenue. And um, we're going to like, this year we're breaking out because I'm, I'm on my way to Belize, Puerto Rico. Just about right. Puerto Rico, we've got um, Jamaica, Miami facility is already set up. So we're going to three, four, five times. We could sell 500,000 coconuts this year. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is crazy. <laughs> What's that? That's crazy. That's so exciting. It's Coco crazy, baby. Coco crazy. <laughs> That's Coco Loco. That's Coco Loco, yes. Coco Loco. Yeah. Man. Wow. Dude. All right, so, so, so let's take it back. Let's take it back. So um, take it back to, like, the first time you ever tried a coconut. Because I feel like, for us, that's a very specific moment that we remember. Yeah. So, I, like, paint us a picture of the first time you had your first coconut water. So, I've had coconut water before, like, a little bit here and there, like in Hawaii, but they weren't the same kind of response that when I had a young Thai coconut, it was 2013, and I was in a meeting, um, pitching an investor, believe it or not, I was gonna buy another company. I had to raise like $20 million to buy this other company. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting with an Indonesian investor and his his, uh, executive assistant brought these, you know, Thai coconuts to the table. And I had already kind of been convinced that I didn't like coconut water. So when he offered Mm. it to me, he was like, try this. And I was like, no, I've had coconut water, I'm I'm good. (laughs) And I was like, I don't, I don't like coconut water. And that was like my thesis. And then he's like, just try it. I'm like, all right. And as soon as it hit my, hit my lips to the hips, I was, <laughs> I was like, all right, what the hell? This is mine. <laughs> so then every day after that, um, I was training for some events or something I was doing. And every day after the gym, I had a knife and a hammer. I cracked open a coconut drink the water, eat the meat, and uh, it just started there. And then he and I, he didn't invest in, the, in this project because the project was like, not really in alignment with what I wanted to do. Mm. It did a couple of things, but I had vowed that no matter what I was gonna do next, it was gonna be good for people, good for planet, and fun. And that project that I was doing was semi-good for planet, not really amazing, anything to do with people and then it was not fun it was a boring industrial type of a deal mm-hmm. like a water recycling project so I I punted on that deal but we became friends and every you know week or two we have lunch he and, and this guy his name's Lou Lou and I would just sit around and we we literally talk about cocoa crazy ideas and then one day we're at 
lunch, and he's like, let's build a machine. Let's build this giant machine. It's like a vending machine. I'm like, damn, Lou, that's going to take like a million dollars in R&D to figure that out. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, it's like true. And then, and, then and then it came through me. I'm like, why don't we just take the top of a water bottle and get it into a coconut? And, <laughs> and then everybody looked at me like that. Everybody at the table, there's three people at the table, they all looked at me at that moment. They're like, that's it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's it. And then, and then so that's where it started. And um, so now we're, yeah, that was five years ago. Six years ago. Oh. That is so, crazy. Man. Yeah, it's nuts. It's really, it really is how, and I, and I went all in. I mean, all in. And fully embodied, like, I'm wearing a fedora hat right now. And I'm, just going to the door. I'm not kidding. I'm all in. Yeah, all you in. are Coco Vinny. I am the Coco Gorilla, you know, and I'm I'm really really passionate about what we're doing. And it's not it's going to go beyond coconuts. Already, it's just a starting to, point. Yeah, you know, farming Ooh. and you know regenerative agriculture and wow. the whole zero waste um, mission as well as the materials that we're creating can be, you know, we can make lids, coffee cup lids and stirs and cutlery and all these other things now from wow. this material that we broke through. And, you know, it, it's just the beginning. So. Dude. That is crazy. I could see it. <laughs> like, I could see that expanding to so many more things. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're staying focused. We're lasered in. You know, this year we're just Vegas is, ex- I mean, we got 150 new stores and we're going to start selling our coconuts in Vegas this year. Um, we're, we're, we're just, you know, the right people, the right, you know, the right tools, the right people just come as you grow it one thing at a time. Yeah, that's wow. it. Yo, Coco Vinny, I feel like we're on like the same coconut wavelength. I don't know what you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, like, you can say that. <laughs> that's crazy because like a quick uh, story about us. We actually started by selling coconuts at the beach. Um, I saw your I, I saw your whole video. It was really <laughs> cool. I, I saw your whole story and how you guys were driving in the rain. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then the first month and a half, you know, you were just like trying to figure out the customer yeah. acquisition. They weren't coming. They yeah. had to go like, take through the streets. And then I, I watched the whole thing. It was really wow. cool. Really impressive. Man, well, thank you for taking the time to watch that. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. So, yeah, you basically know our story then. But, dude, like, I don't know. Something about coconuts have just always been something fun, something like... Like you can't have like a like a super serious like business meeting when you're drinking a coconut. It's just gonna be like a good time, you know what I mean? So like I don't know, coconuts for us represent something that just kind of is like very inner, like it centers in on our inner child, but also like allows us to get super creative and think outside the box and and dream big. So I think that's what coconuts yeah. represent for us. So that's awesome, man. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean coconuts, no. I've been deep in study on the whole coconut and the evolution and the cultural, I mean, just in certain cultures, Hinduism, you know, cracking open a coconut, the symbolism is you're actually breaking through your ego and you're letting your ego go. Oh. So you can literally tap in. And, and it's really true because I was on the other side of it in my last company. I was miserable. I was overweight. Uh, stressed. I'd, I'd raised millions and millions of dollars to build this gaming company, and I was surrounded by people that didn't really 
care for and they didn't really care for me and they were all about themselves and I was like, you know, this ain't me. And I, I literally, kind of like what you guys did, you had to take that jump. I broke up with my girlfriend, I sold all my stuff, I, I hired a CEO and I left. I left Vegas and it, it, I had to break through all that ego, all the things that I thought I wanted, that I should have, that I should be here at this time, mm-hmm. with this amount of money and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was the happiest and I still am the happiest uh, living very, very below my means and, and I keeping it keeping it simple, you know, basic. And that's, that's why I'm the happiest, you know, because like, you get too, you're too far out there and you end up, you know, I, I told you everybody wants, the, you know, the private jet and they want to fly high and fast. And mm-hmm. I said, not me, not anymore. I said, I want to float, I want a boat and I want to float slow and low. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And, and it's the truth. Like, I'm in the cocoa chill. You gotta just, you know, and there's a lot of shit going on in the world. Man. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All this new Iranian stuff that yep. we have, we have wars and weird stuff. And Aus- the thing like with Australia too, yeah. And, I mean, it's like, really? We really gotta, we really gotta mess with this now? Like, and the environment, you got like 12 million hectares of burning in Australia. Yeah. And, yep. and like, and the fish and the ocean mm-hmm. and the, we're just, there's a, a myriad of things that it's like, we, we gotta really get back to basics, y'all. That's kind of that feel. We gotta really, we gotta really tap into why and what we're doing and all that. Wow. Yep. And we, just drink we, some coconut water. <laughs> just, we have this thing, um, so we have this thing called coconut fire, which is basically knowledge bomb. <laughs> and you just dropped like a whole bunch of coconut fire right there. Yeah. That was crazy. Oh, right on, right on. <laughs> well, yeah. And, you know, so, that's me, and um, I've done a lot of things in my life. I've, i got a really crazy story, if you want to hear some of my childhood. Yeah. That I've overcame and how we got here. Well, when I was 15, my father went to prison. Um, he was sentenced to 25 years to life in prison wow. uh, for a high drug trafficking charge. Um, before he went to prison, the previous 10 years of my life, I, I grew up like a... Uh, like a gangster's kid. I mean, he had a limousine company. If you look at any of these movies like Scarface or Below, I literally had my own driver. I went to private school in Disneyland in a limo and was a sheltered little, little happy little fat kid that played video games and ate pizza and ice cream. And I was like on top of the world. And then, you know, we moved to Vegas when I was about 10. Pops went to prison when I was 15 and I became the head of the household because literally with my mom and my little sister, we were gonna be like homeless because when the cops took everything, they took like the houses and cars, everything's wow. gone. Wow. wow. And then, so I started there. That was like the start of my entrepreneurialism of problem solving, of a big problem. And uh, so I, I went to uh, went to school, worked two full-time jobs. I started my first business at 17, which was a massage therapy company. And hmm. I was able to buy my, my first house at 18 wow. with my mom and yeah. little sister. My mom and I worked together as a team and we hustled and we got our own house, which I still live in that same house that I bought, uh, geez, 23 years ago, whatever it was. Wow. And, um, and so <clears throat> that taught me my power, taught me how to solve problems mm-hmm. and taught me 
how to not be a victim of circumstance to take mm-hmm. take it write it down to manifest it and make yep. it happen no matter what and so my first business took, took off um and i've been in a lot of different ventures since then but the biggest thing after that was that my little sister was growing up without a father and i had to be her dad kind of and i was so busy working i didn't and I, I basically gave up my childhood and um I was able to get my dad pardoned out of prison. It took me eight years, but I lobbied the Supreme Court in Nevada, and I got my dad out of prison. Wow. And um, that was an amazing uh, accomplishment that, you know, everybody said it was impossible. Even if I had millions of dollars, the mayor, lawyers, everybody said it was impossible to get my dad out because they caught him like, on tape doing this big drug deal. Like, it was dead to right. Right. And so, but you know what they say? If you want something bad enough, you're going to find a way. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Amen. Amen. And so I'm, I'm, I'm literally living that now because I wanted to live my life way better than I was when I was about 30 years old. I, I worked my guts out and I, I did a lot of deals and I raised millions of dollars, but I wasn't happy. Mm. So I burned all the ground. Total reinvention. That's where, that's how we're here with Coco Vinny. Wow. That's a story. That is a story. That's the story. Can't make it up. Can't write it. It's real. Oh, man. Yeah. Dude, so, so when's the book dropping? When, when's the book dropping? <laughs> yeah. Man, I don't know. I think I got, I got some more content to create before we drop the book. I could write a book now probably, but I'm not even getting started. I'm just, I'm just right at the... I'm in pre-kindergarten. Wow. You know? So we're, we're going we're gonna to go... When I write my book, we'll have at least a couple thousand acres under management... We'll have, you know, we're gonna do, we're gonna change things. We're gonna change things. So, I'm not, I'm not playing small on this one. I got big, big cocoa dreams. Wow. That is exciting. <laughs> I'm excited for you. I can see this being yeah. so much bigger than it already is. Like goodness, I can't wait to visit the farm in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Well, I'm going to one of our farm, one of our farm partners in Belize. Next this week, this week, next weekend, I'll be in Belize with them, and like it's amazing, it's amazing. Like we, we literally want, like what I want to do is I want to be able to help all the coconut farmers around the world make mm-hmm. more money because right now, sixty um, percent of all the all of the farmers in the world, coconut farmers and every farmer is below the poverty line, mm-hmm. and so with with our systems, with our with our invention. Um, just by eliminating some of the brokers who don't add any value to the supply chain by helping them go direct, by giving them a little bit more, you know, financial education or yeah. whatever it takes, I want to empower and, and improve the socioeconomic status of the farmers because if we look at it, the farmers are the way that we're all going to eat because yep. they're feeding us mm-hmm. and we're starving the people that are that are feeding us right now. That's we're literally amazing. starving the people that are breaking their backs for us and feeding us. That's the first thing. But also, when we strip the farmer from their resources, uh-huh. they have to take shortcuts and they, they don't take care of the land, which is the baseline for all of our food, water, and air. That's yeah. To reverse climate change, we actually have to get at least one-third of the world's farmers to go regenerative and fully beyond organic. That's the only way that we can de-acidify the ocean, produce enough food for everyone, 
Like there's some heavy stuff that all comes back to the farmer. So that's why I'm really, really getting in deep with, with the regenerative agricultural movement and building soil, creating diverse, um, you know, multi-crop farms, not just monocropping and getting away from all of the tilling, getting away from all that stuff that hurts the soil and, and, and depletes the soil and hurts the land. <clears throat> so yeah. it gets deep and that, like my, if I go the next 50 years, I'll be 90, 91. If I can accomplish what I want to accomplish, I want to get at least 10,000 acres of regenerative um, coconut and other things, you know, agro, agroforestry kind of stuff done. Wow. Bro. It all comes down to food, air, and water, y'all. Every day you wake up, you need it. Every second, every, every breath you breathe, you know. And people don't realize 60% of our oxygen comes from the ocean. So what are we gonna do? We're, we are literally acidifying and destroying our ocean at a rate that's just not acceptable. So we'll be out of air, you know, and water, and it's all connected, so we gotta really wake up. We gotta really take care of it. And that's the coconut. The coconut is one of the only plants that's evolved to depend on the ocean current to spread its seed. I don't know if you guys knew that, but True. The, the coconut can roll up from the ocean on the shore. It doesn't need soil. It's actually a soil builder. It can grow on gravel, on sand, on lava, on grass. The coconut is the most resilient and evolutionary plant. It's, a, it's like a prehistoric grass almost. And so that's the power of the coconut. It's the tree of life for a reason because it knows how to live and it knows how to evolve and adapt. And it's got hurricane properties. So it has a, has a surface root system that's lateral. That's like, it's not a deep tap root, but you know, it, it's hurricane resistant. It's not mm -hmm. hurricane proof, mm -hmm. but it lets go of the coconuts as the hurricanes come. It bends, it flexes, it doesn't snap. Mm -hmm. There's so many cool things about the coconut tree and the coconut that is about evolutionary survival. Wow. Yeah, I've never thought about it like that. Yeah, That's no. crazy. Cocoa fire? Yeah, that was coconut fire. That was some coconut fire right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Coco Vinny, so I feel like you need to tell the world all of this information. Where, like, where can people get... Tapped in. Tapped in. So, we, um... Well, we haven't really documented and put all this down yet. This has been a, in the lab with the pen and the pad. Mm -hmm. And I just gave my first zero waste talk a couple weeks ago in Miami. That's cool. I gave a 15 minute, kind of like a little TED talk to the cruise ship International Association. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was my first time ever getting on stage and doing it. Um, so you can actually see that talk on my Instagram, I think. Oh. At least a clip of it. Okay. I came on playing ukulele, singing in the night. <laughs> that is cool. Um, but but you know I'm got I've got a I've got a I'm waiting for the right team to be honest to help me document some of this because I can't do it all and I'm just right now I'm deep in my deep in my trade you know mastering my trade and getting all of my skills my education and always learning. Um, you can't do it all. Alone one day that's so, true that's true you know, I, I mean there's definitely a, a, 
the need to do some sort of talk, some sort of educational yes. curriculum or something. Just Definitely. Just got to like get people in, in, the, in the cocoa groove, like what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, Coco Vinny, we'll talk after this podcast, but we can definitely do that for you. To say the word. We man. do photo and video. That's us. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's get it on. <laughs> Dang, wow. Man. Yeah. Everyone needs to know everything that you just said. And they're going to hear it on this podcast, but they need to just hear that and read that yes. and see that everywhere Multiple they times, go. Yes, for sure. No. Yeah, let's push some of this out for sure. I mean, I'm all about it. I'm all about collaboration of the competition. I'm all about helping, you know, to regenerate and revitalize economies and ecosystems. Yes. And, and, and just, I want to be happy. I want to have fun. I want to, I want to connect. I want to connect with people. And like what you guys are doing is beautiful. It's amazing. It's grassroots. It's ground. And everybody just kind of like those little Cocoa Pops you do. Is that what you call them? Yeah, Cocoa yeah, yeah. Pop Ups. <laughs> yeah, so the Cocoa Pop and stuff that you do, I mean, that's really cool. I mean, that, you know, that's just neat. Gives everybody the synergy, and I mean, I talk about this in my in, in my talk. I said, you know, there's a draft a draft horse can pull eight thousand pounds. Single, you know, one horse. So you would think, oh, okay, well, two horses could probably pull sixteen thousand pounds, right? Mm-hmm. But when you talk about synergy and synchronicity, when you get two horses together, two draft horses pulling together in, in synchronicity and and synergistically. They can pull up to 32,000 pounds. So wow. Plus four. One plus one can equal four. So when you get those cocoa poppins and you get like 10 people in a room, that, that synergistic, just being in the same room can push it further, you know, and just collaborating. And, and that, We've that, seen it. We've seen that it. That cocoa yeah. collaboration is powerful. That is crazy. That was also some coconut fire. <laughs> Literally everything you're saying is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Man, wow! Yeah, I love, I absolutely love what you guys are doing, and I, I you know, anyway, I can be involved and be a part of your community. You're in Tampa. I'm going to be in Miami a lot. We're going to be supplying a lot of the cruise ships with coconut soon this year. Hopefully, uh, that's exciting. Everything's been, we got a lot of good stuff happening. Um, and yeah, I love, love, love all your production and your video work. And I, do, I need that. I don't have any of that really. Like I don't, we don't have a lot of that right now. So yeah, we can whip literally. something up. We can whip something up for sure. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm excited. The world's not ready for us, Vinny. The world's <laughs> yeah. not ready for us. <laughs> They're not ready for these coconuts. <laughs> wow. Hey, they, they, they better get ready because I tell them, I said, ready or not, here we come. Yeah. Right here, here. I tell them we're tapping, slapping, ripping, dipping, and shipping on the daily. We, we're not messing around. So true that. It's like a force. It's like it's inertia. Once you, I mean, the inertia that we are getting, and the momentum, and the the actual, like the the intention, the true passion behind this intention is as pure as the coconut. It really is. It is not about. It's not about greed. It's not about about me it's not about like anything but really helping to get people tapped in and hydrated and tapped in and in all forms like oh wow we have a zero waste product wow i can buy zero waste stuff and mm-hmm. this is not you know like when they when they get tapped in and they see it they touch it they like this is not plastic what is that and like yeah. i'll send you guys some pictures of the the new tab 
you can actually see the coconut fibers in the tap. Wow, that's crazy. You touch it. It's it's just it's like in the next level of, and that was the manifestation. Like I literally, you know, when we started, we had a plastic tap, right? Mm -hmm. And I was I scoured the world to try and figure this out, and I ended up I was at a I was at a composting um, worm conference, like studying worms and and composting equipment and weird stuff that I, I shouldn't have even been there. Everybody's like, what? You're going to Arizona to do what? Like, I spent like 1200 bucks to go to this thing. I had no idea why I was there. And that's how I met the guy that had the right material that was actually had all the expertise that I needed for injection molding. It was crazy. It was like a, it was like a, it was a true manifestation, like universe saying, all right, here you go. This little awesome person was sitting at a table, you know, totally out of place from what was at that event. It was like these huge industrial composting machines and things that shred stuff. And this little table, it's like a little little angel sitting there. And that's a true story, but man, and it all came together like that. Wow. So, Dang, man. <sighs> that's wild. I guess to put the listeners out there, the Coco Viniism or Wisdom is, there's, there's two favorite things that I have. One, every setback is a setup for a comeback. Always. True. Don't. Don't, don't ever stop getting up. Don't ever stop coming back, right? Mm-hmm. That's the truth that you gotta be resilient. Yep. And then the other one is just, no matter what it is that you feel inside of you that you feel like you can do, just just go, do it, write it down, think about it. Don't ask for permission. Mm-hmm. Don't ask for permission. Just ask for forgiveness if anything. Yep. Because just go get it done. And and that's the thing, like anytime I ever voice some of these really out, outlandish cocoa crazy ideas, people drop their limitations on you or they they're just in their own world of, of whatever it is. But mm-hmm. it's not gonna be in alignment anytime, no matter what. I talked to billionaires who could write a check and we could go build ten thousand acres now and we could we could turn, you know, ten, twenty, fifty times their money, right? I talk to billionaires who don't have enough faith or enough they just have all this fear or doubt mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And it's like amazing that they have that kind of capital resource in the bank, but they have no they don't have the coconuts big enough to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, they're just sitting there. And I'm like, all right, well, we'll see you in you know, ten years, twenty years and I'll show you what I'm talking yeah. about because yeah. I'm tired of like tired of talking about it we just gotta go and do it mm-hmm. instead of messing around with these people that are doubters or, or just limited or just you know it's crazy but it, and you just gotta go that's what I would, I would say to all the listeners out there say just just think it speak it act upon it believe it just go I love it that's the best thing you can do man wow love it that was great I can't wait to see where this goes. (laughs) Like, I can already see the end of this year being crazy for you, even though it's already crazy right now. Like, I can see acres. I'm super excited. I'm super blessed. I'm grateful. Uh, I'm going to be in Belize, Jamaica, and Miami this month. Come on now. I'm following the sunshine and the coconut. This is is the dream. That's the life. That's the life right there. I I mean, by the end of this year, we literally should have 
Coco Caps Jamaica, Coco Caps Grand Turk. We have Coco Caps Miami and Coco Caps Puerto Rico and Vegas. Wow. This year. We'll have five cap centers. And so that's just the beginning. Like that's center. literally the start. I think over the next 10 years, we could probably have 50 cap facilities across the, across the world. Easy. And they'll all be producing lots and lots of coconuts, fresh, you know. So that's the game. Like it's just, and that's, that's really amazing to say mm-hmm. because I had no idea what this was going to turn into. I just created this little toolkit in the beginning. Like this little toolkit. Like I was like, oh, okay, we can cap on that. You know, had no freaking clue what this was going to turn into. <laughs> that is awesome. Dang. So can people buy your coconuts with the taps um, like through your yeah. website or is it only a wholesale right now? So we sell a tap kit. The, the, the 1.0, the first tap kit that I invented, mm-hmm. that's still out there on Amazon. We, we only have a couple thousand units left. Okay. And I wasn't going to produce that again because it's got plastic packaging and things right. that was totally, you know, at the time, that was all we had. Yeah. So we're, we're selling the last 2,000 toolkit, and then I have in development now uh, a 2.0, which I'm calling the Cocoa Vining Island Survival Kit. That's nice. It really does. <laughs> it's gonna have everything you need in case you're like Tom Hanks on Castaway stuck yes. somewhere. It'll have everything you need for you know bottle opener, wine opener, uh, knife, fork, spoon, everything. The tap. It's gonna have all the goodness, Dude, and then it'll be like kind of like Swiss Army knife, you know, vacation. So that's that's coming. I'm just working on that. It's probably a year and a half away, to be honest, just because all the development and everything it takes. Mm-hmm. But there's some greatness there uh, we're working on. Um, and we've got some great things in the pipeline. I've got some innovations and new ideas coming all the time, but we just, we're just staying focused on our stuff. There we go. That is exciting. Dang. All right, what do you guys quick? got going on? Do you, have any, do you have any events? Are you guys doing anything fun coming up? Um, we have a couple of workshops that we're planning on doing, but other than that, we're also, some more pop-ups. yeah, we have some pop-ups as well. Um, we're actually cool. think so like lately our past four pop-ups have all been in Tampa, but now we're planning on branching out to Miami, mm-hmm. Orlando, maybe even out of state. Um, that's the first time actually saying it in a video form. So that, that, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty exciting. So now it has to happen. Yeah. So now it has <laughs> to happen, but yeah, that's kind of cool. a goal. Well, you know, if you guys ever want to pop in Vegas. We could do a Cocoa Pop in Vegas, and I could probably get some people from the downtown development project. You know, they got some really cool things, cool spaces that we could do those in oh, down there. Snap. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> We're also going to do Vegas now. All, yep. sorts of, <laughs> all sorts of things. Yeah, Vegas wow. is cool, and there's a nice community of, you know, entrepreneurs and art people, and they have this thing called First Friday every, every year. I mean, every month. And, um, yeah, but there's all sorts of things you could do. You could pop, 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 pop drop, and lock it anywhere. <laughs> yeah, true that. True that. Oh, we're doing it. Dang Vegas. It. All right, here we go. <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> Man, that That's is be crazy. Crazy. Wow. crazy. All right, so real quick, Kokobini, before I forget to ask. Um, so I saw that you were on Shark Tank. Is that correct? Yes. I was on Shark Tank, and uh, we, we just came out on The Prophet with Marcus Bermondes as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm the, one of the only people that have been on both of those shows now. Wow. Dang. So so how was that? Like, how was that experience for the listeners out there? <laughs> so, Shark Tank, it was season nine, episode 12, 
2017 is when that came out. Wow. And that was extremely, extremely grow, grow, what do you call it? Growth invoking. It was, it grew my soul. And it, you know, here's the thing. You have these expectations and these things in your head that you think are going to happen, that you want to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I created my pitch and I rehearsed it 200 times. And then I went out to pitch the sharks. I was in the shark tank all mm-hmm. of a sudden. And it's just crazy because I had rehearsed it a certain way. And, you know, when you get in, like when you actually get behind the wheel of a car mm-hmm. after you've read the book and thought that you've learned and thought that you've practiced driving, mm-hmm. you're in a real race or you're in, and things happen that you never could see or that can't even be simulated. Mm-hmm. So the first thing in the Shark Tank, um, they had, they told me that I was going to stand at this line and be sign up for like 30 seconds, then they would say go, and then I start my pitch. Well, as soon as we started, they, I was like, okay, where do I stand? They go, oh no, we're going to start in the back of the hallway, and we want you walking and singing and doing your pitch starting from the back. So in that moment, in the very first moment, I realized that I had never rehearsed walking, singing, and playing ukulele at the same time. I had always been standing still. Yeah. Oh, man. So in that moment, I learned how to <laughs> play on the go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I, had, I had one take because they go, if you mess up, keep going, because it's all going on air. And I'm like, oh, shit. Wow. So, so I did. I, 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 and I, I learned on my feet, literally on my feet. I had to learn how to sing, walk, and you know, play while the camera's rolling and there's a rolling camera in front of me, rolling behind me while I'm going towards it. And so that was crazy. So I was sweating. So I got there, I did my pitch. They all gave me some weird, outlandish, crazy excuses. And what you don't see is the 50 minutes or 60 minutes of questions they're slamming me with. They just edited it all down to like seven minutes. Right. But they were all asking questions at the same time and they were all talking over each other. Oh. So I literally had to pick and choose who to ignore at every moment. Like Mark would say, what about this? And I'd get ready to answer and then Robert Hershevik would be like, forget about that, what about this? And then Lord was like, no, but what about this? And bang, 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 bang. Oh, wow. And I'm trying to figure out how to answer any question. Right. I was like, like, wait, one, two, three, four, five questions. I was like, uh, which one do I want to answer now? Right. And so what I what I did was, which wasn't great, but I was kind of thinking on my feet. I'm like, well, why don't I just reverse engineer? I don't know. This is what happened, but I didn't plan on it. But I was like, I was like, Lori, we could do this infomercial thing, blah 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 blah. And then I was like, you know, Barbara, we could do this, or Mark, we could do that, mm-hmm. or. And I started just reverse engineering because I couldn't answer their questions. And they were getting pissed because I wasn't answering their specific question if I went to the other shark's question. Mm-hmm. Right. So then, like, right immediately when that started happening, Mark Cuban's like, I can't get straight answers, I'm out. And I'm like, shit. You know, I was like, that. <laughs> and so they all just started going that way. It all started going like, one was like, one, you know, Lori said it was too niche. I was like, okay. And then Robert said the opposite. He's like, there's too much opportunity. And then wow. they're all doing different things. 
So they all went out on me, right? They all gave me some excuses on why they wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when I, in that moment, I felt devastation. I mm-hmm. felt like shit. I felt terrible. It was like, I worked so hard. This is talking about a year and a half, probably thousands of hours mm-hmm. of everything to get on with the auditions, with the videotapes and the samples and everything you got to go through to get on that show. You be, I beat 50,000 applicants twice, actually. Wow. wow. I beat over 100,000 100, people in the open audition process. And so I'm there, they all went out, and I'm like, I'm not just walking my ass out of this room, tail between legs. I'm not turning my back to these fools. So I grabbed my ukulele <laughs> and I started singing. I'm like, I guess I'm on my way out, but I just grabbed my ukulele and I started singing and, and playing, walking out backwards. That's so I badass. did not turn my back on the sharks. I stared them down in, I stared them down out, and I learned how to play forward, and I learned how to play backwards. <laughs> wow. All my I feel like that's a win. That's a win right there, bro. <laughs> that was a win, because I was like, and then, then after the camera shut off, I'm backstage and I'm crying. I'm, I'm yeah. literally crying. I'm like boohooing, hardcore, soul, just destroyed. Right. Like, like the, but the, then the producers came in and they're like, hey, they're like, we're glad you can get a deal because the sharks aren't all the sharks are, you know, cracked up to be. So don't worry. They're like, you're going to be fine. And I was like, all right, because I want to kill somebody right now. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> and so, so that's how it happened. And that grew me. That, that, I had to go through that process of getting kicked in the coconut five times in a row like that. <laughs> right. Like five different sharks to really know the power that we don't need them, that we can do it on our own, that, and I still haven't taken hardly any, I haven't raised any outside money, I've been self, self-funding, and, and everything that we sell goes right back into the business, you know, so, and we're just, we're just it's, it's grueling, it's hard, it's difficult, so every day you grow, you learn, you try and get smarter, you try and get better. Yep. Um, the right people come, new people come, you guys came out of came out of out of the, the cocoa sphere. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the way it is. Like I mean, so that was Shark Tank. Um, same thing with the profit. Like Marcus Lemonis was drinking one of our coconuts on one of his episodes on Las Vegas. He did a show like on Vegas, and all of a sudden, our coconut is on TV, and Marcus Lemonis is drinking our coconut in a cabana at Caesar's Palace. Wow. That's crazy. Everybody's sending me these photos because I don't even watch TV. But they're sending me these photos. They're like, that's your coconut on TV. <laughs> and I was like, what? What's happening? And, and then I was like, crazy. So we wrote to the producers and we open auditioned, you know, and went through that whole process. And I just finished filming this last year. Like, we, we flew to four different states, um, 12, 12 on scene locations. It was like 50 hours of camera time. And wow. they gave us a 60 minute episode on CNBC. It's rerunning now. It's uh, season seven, episode two of The Prophet. Prophet. That is crazy. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's it, guys. I mean, that's my whole deal in a nutshell. And we're, we're literally doing our best to change the world one coconut at a time. Man. 
That is so awesome, man. Yep, that's how we're going to end this. Wow, (laughs) that was great. That was so great. That was so much information. And I'm so excited to see where these go. I can't wait to be a part of this. Yes. We definitely have to meet when you're in Miami next time. Definitely. It's not that far of a drive. It's only like, what, five-hour drive? Yeah. That's easy. That's easy. Wow. Cool, cool. Well, we're we're, going to be through Tampa. We're going to tap Orlando, Tampa, Fort Myers, Daytona, Miami. Wow. Palm Beach, everybody's getting tapped. Don't they taking no prisoners? So, <laughs> um, yeah, I can't wait. And you guys come to Vegas, you know, California, whatever. We'll get together. Epic. That's epic. Wow. All right, so let's just wrap up the podcast. Yeah. All right, guys. So thank you so much for watching another episode of the Dos Cocos Locos podcast. Mm-hmm. Make sure to follow Coco Vinny at Coco Vinny on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And um, anything else you want to say, Coco Vinny? Yeah, we also have Coco Caps for you. All the, the business stuff is Coco Caps for you on mm-hmm. Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook. Um, and yeah, guys, just sending you all some Coco love. And I appreciate you guys taking the time to talk to my Coco crazy self. Of course. Alright guys, so we'll see you in the next episode. Peace. Before we end this podcast, I just want to give a huge shout out to EV47. He's the one that made the beat for the beginning and end of this podcast. So you should definitely check him out because he's dope. And yeah, peace. Yes.